amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Breakdown. I am your host, Eugene Bland, and I am joined by my co-host, Karita Parks. Karita, how are you doing? Afternoon. I cannot complain. How are you? Oh, man. Doing good. It's hot. Super hot. Heat advisory again. 109. It was like 120 on Saturday or Sunday, and I think it's supposed to be another 100 and plus degree day tomorrow so uh it's pretty rough but we're doing as best we can oh my goodness i was going to say it's hot here too but it's not that hot so (laughs) i'll leave that alone on my end (laughs) it's ridiculous but we finally had some uh live sports uh nascar has been going for a couple weeks nhra comes back so we have some quarter mile racing uh for those people who like drag racing and the nba is back in business What do you think of that? I think it's great. It's funny because now it's back with a vengeance because the NBA and the WNBA are overlapping, but they're starting at the same time. And during a regular season, WNBA would have started first. So it's definitely back with a vengeance, but it's great to have some sports going on. All 22 teams are down in Orlando. We saw them posting their food pictures. Some are happy with it. Some are not. Um, We've seen practice. We've seen them practicing um, specifically with the Wizards. They went down last Tuesday. News that came out is Bradley Beal was not making the trip, which wasn't a complete surprise, but they really held that to their chest until the day that they traveled. Um, He has a shoulder injury, so he's not going down. They're also without Davis Bertans. And we found out that Thomas Bryant and Gary Payton III both tested positive for coronavirus, so they stayed behind. I'm not aware if they're joining the team or not, but there's definitely a lot of news coming out. Russell Westbrook, I don't think he made it either, but he tested positive as well. He's not down. So, so far, for those people who are down there, the players, they seem to be in good spirits. No one at the campus has tested positive for coronavirus so far. So that is good. That is a good sign. 
And we have to think that this is going to be the way we're going to operate if you're going to have sports, that these cases are going to come up. It's just a matter of catching them uh, and not allowing them to spread to other teammates because uh, what happens is you, you end up losing teams and this could really mess up the schedule. Um, mm-hmm. You know, thinking about the schedule and thinking about that they're going to be cases. If a team has too many cases to where it cannot even put a, a valid team out on the floor, what what's the protocol there? Can Can the NBA be stringent on their schedule because i know they want to have a playoff time uh a week where they they want to be in the playoffs then they want to have a time where they want the season to be concluded uh can you have those kind of hard stringent uh you know rules or whatever you want to call them because um uh, of this whole covid that's a good question i think going into it from what i recall they are still going to move forward. Like if people test positive and they can't play, then, you know, they don't have any, it's just like you put the next players on the floor. But I think that as they move forward, they may start to see that they're going to have to back off of some of those rules because this is a new virus. So what you think and what you want to happen may not be able to happen. I mean, you really have to ask yourself, if the Lakers are without LeBron or some of their key players because someone tests positive, is that really fair? You know the Lakers and LeBron are going to throw a fit if that's the case and if they have a shell of a team out there. So, I mean, I think that as this moves forward, there's going to have to really be some considerations if it turns out that coronavirus starts to be an issue. Um, There's going to have to be some flexibility with those rules as far as I'm concerned. Right. And I, and let's be real here. I mean, I think they are one of the entities that can do the greatest job, including uh, the WNBA, which we'll get into next um, with these uh, places where they have a bubble. And they can kind of control who's coming in, who's going out, control their activities, and at least they can test them and they know where they've been. So it, it kind of uh, gives them a better chance, so to speak, to not have these breakouts where the season would stop. But we can't sit here and think that it's impossible um, because there's so many variables when it comes to, to this whole thing. Well, yeah, one thing that's interesting is one of my colleagues was telling me that the Disney employees actually go home every day. So I don't know how that will potentially or if it could factor into anything because you know they're leaving we don't know what they do from the what maybe 12 hours that they're not on the campus so if that's the case I could see that potentially being a concern in the future because maybe the guys inside the bubble are doing what they're supposed to do but that doesn't mean the staff is doing what they're supposed to do so we'll see if that comes into play at all during this process. Now, when you spoke to uh, a few Wizards players uh, before they left, um, I know you were in several uh, um, Zoom conference calls. Uh, Did they express their concerns about this virus and about going to this bubble? I think some have more concerns than others. I mean, I think there's a general concern in the sense that this is very unknown, like going down there. It was just unknown. We don't really know what we're getting into, but uh, Coach Brooks, you know, um, he kind of mentioned how they're fortunate to be able to play basketball, to be one of the teams going down there. So he said he's been encouraging the guys to 
be positive. So the funny thing is a lot of the guys going down there are the younger players. And you don't really see as much concern about it with them. I think the guys like Yara Mahimi, who have families and are leaving their families behind for this extended period of time, are a little bit more uh, concerned about it. But most of them feel like the NBA has done what they can to um, help with their safety, their health and safety. So they're going down there with a positive attitude. I've had a chance to hear from them since they've been down there. And they said that so far, everything's good. They've been having their mask on. They've been practicing. So right now it looks like it's running fairly smoothly. It's just a matter of it just being a completely different environment scenario than they're used to. Right. There's definitely some adjustments to that. Um, So it's, it's even a little different just being on a college campus because there is that infection thing and that infection rate that they're trying to control so um yeah i could i could see that as well you know these scrimmage games start july 22nd through the 28th um and uh after that i believe it's july 30th is when they start the season so um it's going to be interesting you think the wizards have a chance of making the playoffs with no bradley beal i believe it's going to be hard but you know i see the nets team that they have out there and I mean with the Nets team the the Wizards may have a chance of sliding into the playoffs however it'll be tough I believe without Bradley Beal without Davis Bertans if Thomas Bryant doesn't make it down it's going to be tough for them to get far if they are able to slide in but I think there's a possibility they could slide in because the Nets really have nobody right now yeah And that'll segue to the WNBA. Now, Mm. the WNBA is setting up to do something similar uh, that the NBA is doing. They will be going to the IMG uh, Academy League. Uh, That is a, they're going to set up a campus there. um, And they're going to do the same thing that the NBA is doing, keeping their players there, et cetera. I know you've talked to a few ladies over there with the Mystics. Um, what was your sense on how they felt about it? And are there some people that are opting out of going? Yeah, so Natasha Cloud with the Wizards, she she opted out because of the social justice. And if you know Natasha, she is always, this is something she's always done, is uh, stand up for social issues. And last year, she before she t- talked to the media, she did a moment of silence every single time because right up the street from the arena, she found out that that school had been shot through like five times already, like in a short period of time. So to bring attention to that, she was very vocal, number one. But then she held moment of silences before talking to the media. I think she didn't even want to talk to the media. <laughs> but not because she didn't want to, but because that was going to be her way of continuing to bring awareness to it. But right. she found another way. So anyway, Natasha's sitting out, which isn't surprising. Also, Elena Deladon, she's, I'm not saying she's sitting out, but she's under her and Tina Charles, which is their new acquisition. They're both under the medical evaluation. And Elena has had a bout with Lyme disease. So they're basically trying to see if it's even safe for her to go because, you know, COVID, if you have an underlying condition, you're even more vulnerable. I don't know what Tina Charles' situation is. I haven't heard much about that. However, in talking to Coach Tebow, 
he said if they both don't go down there, they're going to be um, against the salary cap and they can't replace them. So wow, they yeah, um, that's tough. There's a hardship clause, I believe, but based on where the Mystics are with their cap space, that doesn't apply to them. Now that makes a makes a it makes it tough on coaching. Um, mm-hmm. They're trying to defend a championship, and don't get me wrong, is this COVID is just as important uh, and more important than a championship. But when you lose two top players like that, and you have no way of replacing those players. That puts you at an immediate disadvantage when everybody else is coming in fully loaded. Yeah, because Tina Charles, they just they just signed her, and I wish I had it, but and I don't remember off the top of my head. But like they traded some draft picks for Tina and one other big um, incentive, so they gave up a lot, honestly, for Tina Charles. So if she doesn't play this year, it's kind of like. Where does that leave you when it comes to drafting new players? But yeah, they're missing quite a few pieces, and that's been a lot of the conversation when talking to the Mystics this week down in their bubble. Now, you think that they can pull it off the same way the NBA is pulling it off? I mean, it seems like overall the WNBA has done an excellent job of handling, um, you know, all of this. Um, they, they run a well-oiled machine. Um, if people don't pay attention, you wouldn't know. But I do. I have a soft spot in my heart for that because my mom was a basketball player. Um, so I value uh, women's basketball. Um, mm. So I, I I wonder, though, um, do you think you can they can be able to kind of have that confined um, to where they can kind of control the, the narrative and control the space and keep those cases down? So I think the biggest difference between the NBA and WNBA bubble is, from what I can tell, it looks like there's multiple players in a house. So with the Mystics, they look to be in a house from what I've seen on social media. And it's not everybody in one house, I don't believe, but like a couple of them are in a house together. So to me, that seems like there could be a little bit more... uh, room for someone to catch COVID, whereas on the NBA side, they're all in individual rooms. So to me, that seems to be the biggest difference that I can tell. As far as how things are run, the NBA and the WNBA are both on the back end when you get to a certain point. They are run by the NBA. So a lot of the same protocols are going to be in place. So I see it from that point, but the accommodation situation is just a little different between the NBA and WNBA, and that's where I see there potentially being a little bit more of a risk. Yeah, it's all going to be interesting uh, how they go about it, and um, we just have to sit back and wait and see. Yeah, it'll be definitely interesting. The NBA is kind of the prototype for how this is going to work for other leagues. I don't know how the NFL can pull it off, though, because there's just so many more players and staff, and you just don't have a situation where you can go into a bubble. So that'll be interesting. It will be. And (laughs) after the break, we'll get into some NHRA championship drag racing. Yes, it came back, and it is back, and it was exciting, and we'll talk about it after the break.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. That's right. I said it. The NHRA, it came back. And it came back with some faces you hadn't seen in a while. Schumacher? Tony Schumacher in a global car? Absolutely. Corey McLennathan, he was back out there too? Yep, sure was. It was a nostalgic kind of day. I mean, I almost felt like I was back in the 80s, 90s, where you had all these one-car teams, and you had individuals just fighting for spots. It wasn't these multiple teams, all these big-time players with all these four cars, three cars. Nope. Just the little guy coming out every weekend, working hard during the week, come out on the weekend, run a little nitro, run a little pro stock, a little pro stock bike. It was fun to watch. Uh, Guys like Doug Foley and Top Fuel, uh, very, very interesting stuff. Um, You know, the car was very consistent. And although he lost in the first round, that team has nothing to hang their head about. Um, You can clearly see they have that car under control. They have a solid crew chief over there. And um, I think they're going to be uh, some some head rollers, some guys that come up and they can sneak up and take them. Um, look, Karita, we know we're in COVID. It's, you know, an outside event. If you've mm-hmm. never been to an NHR event, so I'll bring you up to speed. <laughs> and it's outside, drag strip. And the protocols were, at least appeared to be working well. Uh, I have a few people the, that I follow, uh, a few uh, PR people that I follow, and things yeah. seem to have gone smoothly. Uh, they only had a selected bit of fans, um, which were uh, only ticket holders for Indy, and I believe it's NHRA members. So it was a small group, social distance as their group. Fa- uh, masks were mandatory. Um, all drivers, all um, patrons had to wear them uh, at all times when they were outside, uh, except for when they were in their trailer. So I thought the NHRA, it was hand sanitizer everywhere, uh, hand washing stations everywhere. Um, they took your temperature as you come in. Uh, people were taking temperatures inside the car uh, of these individuals coming into park. And they were also taking their temperature from what I could see uh, as they were coming into the gate. That's so. great. I thought that that their their protocols were above and beyond, and this is one of two that will be in Indy. Okay. So it's eleven thousand horsepower for the big boys in Top Fuel and Funny Car. 
it's amazing to see and maybe one day after this covid we'll do a whole media thing where you can come with me and get to feel the thunder i know i need to check it out i mean were there any surprises that happened or did it kind of go how you thought it would no um there were absolute big time surprises um I think right out the gate, everybody knows John Team Force. John Force was not there. He's a 17-time champ. Um, I, I think for me, all I know is John Force. Um, mm. But if anybody knows John Force, it, the, racing is their life. That's what they do. Uh, a lot of teams have um, contractor businesses, or they have they they work for someone, and they have a sponsor, and they have enough money to come out. And, and run but most people have an everyday job whether it's working in the machine shop or whatever but for them it's racing and only racing um so it has to be economically sound for them uh, there's no reason or uh, hasn't been any statement from them so i won't speculate on that um i've heard a lot of things but i, I won't speculate on that but um i'm sure john and the team will speak soon on that but i i would say that being that it is your life you have to be very strategic in uh, whether you're going to come out and run, being that COVID is still out here. And we know that there's a lot of states that are dealing with a lot of cases. Will that affect their ability to be able to run at these tracks in those states? It could, um, because the NHRA is looking to have fans there. I don't believe that they're looking to open up this operation without fans. Um, so that may be an issue. If they don't allow them to open the track, that would be an issue. Um, so every bit of money is coming out of their pocket, whether they have sponsorships or not, because they have to pay people, they have to pay staff. So that was a surprise. Um, then you had the Tony Schumacher coming back. Uh, he had been, he was not retired, um, didn't have a sponsorship after the army deal. He was the army guy. Um, I believe the guy kind of got pigeonholed because he'd always been known as the army guy for so long. Um, and then people and sponsors, you know, um, it's about marketing when it comes to PR. Um, mm -hmm. And then those people look at him and they kind of pigeonhole him as a military. He was a military driver. He mm -hmm. represented the army, but he didn't work for the army. So um, huh. now got global and um, he's got that opportunity to show that he's not just a soldier representative. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it'll be important for him. I thought, you know, Tony is Tony. Talks well, always good, really good guy, really good interview, um, did an excellent job. Um, but I thought just the one car, the many one car teams that were out there was the most thing that was very interesting outside of the John Force stuff. Um, the one car teams out there, the the Pedragon team, um, they didn't go as far as they wanted to, but um, they looked really stout. And the thing of it is, and normally in drag racing there's four qualifying sessions well mm -hmm. they only have two now and mm -hmm. that cuts down the amount of data that you can get on a car um and you have to come out swinging correctly the first time out there can't be any hiccups because you put yourself uh up against the wall there's only 16 cars that make it so if there's 20 or 17 cars on on the on the property um you could if you'd make a mistake in the, the first session you could you could really set yourself back for the second yeah, I was reading some of DJ's articles and I saw you make that point quite a bit that there's really no room for mistakes based on how this is set up now. Yes. I mean, it's it's tough and it's already tough, um, mm. but it's even tougher now because there's no reset, uh, no countdown reset. So it's the old school way. 
you run what you brung every day. The points you get at the end of the day are the points that you get. So you need to get as many as you can. If you slip up anywhere um, and somebody goes on a run, it could be over for you. Because um, in, in in the past, the reason why they got the countdown the way they did is because guys like John Force and, um, you know, uh, other big time racers back in the day would run away with the points. Points, would, the, the championship would be sealed up with three races to go. So it's no excitement. Uh, so I understood the reset. But, um, yeah, with only two qualifying sessions and having to go out and you have to go out and race on race day, it puts everybody in a pressure cooker. But it's great for the fans. Well, it's kind of interesting because I, I tell DJ he is the NHRA guru, but <laughs> what's very interesting is it sounds like, you know, all of these leagues are having to make huge adjustments to modify things to deal with COVID. So, right. like, everybody's adjustment is different, but they're all pretty huge adjustments that we're seeing. Right. And see, there, there's a difference okay. too. And, and that's funny. You make that talk about the adjustment because the biggest adjustment, and a lot of drivers talked about it. Ron Capps talked about it. Um, you hear uh, people like Cruz Pedragon talk about it. Uh, Steve Torrance talked about it. Um, the fans, they talked about, uh, as a matter of fact, I was watching a uh, Facebook live today and Eddie Krawick was talking about how it, you could hear people walking up and down the stands because it was just quiet. Um, they're having to pre-sign um, these 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 uh, hero cards and sit them out there, uh, and they're already pre-signed. No uh, interaction with the fans. Um, unlike NASCAR, yes, they do have fans in the pits, but you have to pay for that ticket. Uh, NHRA, every ticket is a pit pass, so the fans are always there. And to not have that interaction for those drivers, especially guys like Ron Caps, who've been in this thing for a long time, um, it's that's a huge change. That's a huge change. Um, so uh, though he, those things are things that stand out to me because it is. It's it's almost like being at a carnival almost, and a drag racing is go, a drag race is going on. <laughs> you know, because that's how much noise it is. Well, it's funny that you say that because you know if the NHRA has some fans and it was still a huge adjustment imagine like the WNBA and the NBA there will be no fans right so that'll be something to really like watch too and how the players feel about that because like at least with the NHRA at least with NASCAR there were some fans but if you, if the NHRA, NHRA drivers were saying like it was even weird like the way it was with some fans yeah, that no fan situation will be quite different. It will. It definitely will. <laughs> and the NHRA will continue next week in Indy again. Um, it will be interesting. Uh, I think it will be an even better race because this will be the second time that they've run an event at Indy. But they had testing before this E3 Sparks Plugs uh, um, Indy Nationals uh, this weekend. So they will have had some good time on this track. Um and hopefully the weather is better than it was this past week. And it was super hot. Um, and that, that changes horsepower. That changes uh, how you pre prepare that engine and, and the clutch setup to, to make the proper runs, uh, you know, and to be able to, to field a winning car. So it'll be interesting to see how it comes up this week. And then after that, they will be uh, open to the public in Denver. Um, so we will see how that goes right now. Denver. It's sketchy, and I'll just leave it at that.
(laughs) (laughs) And to close our show, we will talk about the announcement that should have been made the first time by the Washington football team, the Washington whatchamacallits. (laughs) I'm going to try my best. (laughs) Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. I'm going to try my best to remember to call them just Washington or the Washington football team because it's, it's going to be an adjustment, not in a bad way, but moving away from the nickname it will definitely be an adjustment so forgive me if it slips a couple times but i'm gonna do my best to call them washington but yeah things are interesting and if we've learned anything from this washington name change especially with the owner dan snyder being so adamant about never changing the names and you can put that in caps is what he said We have learned that money talks and FedEx put the pressure on the Redskins, followed by Nike taking their merchandise off the shelves. And after that, Amazon, Walmart and Target all followed. So it left the Washington football team with no choice but to make a change. And you said what they should have said the first time when they said they were doing a thorough review of the name. I mean, at the end of the day, you knew at that point in time, based on the pressure you had then, that you were going to more than likely change the name. So, I mean, I think that it could have just been said then, but they decided to say it today for whatever reason. One thing that comes to mind is, and I don't know if this is true, but a theory that I have is, it has come out that they're having trademarking issues because somebody trademarked all the possible names that the Redskins might choose. So part of me is wondering if they said they were going to do a thorough review with the plans of releasing a name soon after, but now they run into this hiccup. So I'm wondering if they decided they needed to just go ahead and say that they were changing the name because of all the pressure that they're still getting. I don't know, but that's a theory that I have. You know, that's very interesting you say that because, see, my first thought on this today when I saw this statement was the same way I felt about the NASCAR statement. If, <laughs> if you don't have all the information, then just shut up. We don't even know anyway. You've been silent all this long, so don't come out and release a statement and then 
don't have a logo, don't have a name, nothing. And if you're going through legal things and you're having trouble, either say that that's what's going on and why it's the delay or don't say anything at all because you just leave people in suspense for for nothing (laughs) and you create this banter and all this talk on all these sports shows for nothing. And it's a whole bunch of speculation. Kill the speculation by just simply releasing a statement when you have something to say. Because I'm I felt like they said nothing. It's like, again, <laughs> tell us something we don't know. They definitely said nothing. The only thing, like I said, in addition to the trademark issues, the only thing that I can also think of with that is they may have thought by that this that saying we're going to thoroughly review the name was enough until they had something. But if you think about it, it was at that point it was just really FedEx and Nike. And I feel like there may have been one more that I'm not remembering. But there were just like those two for the most part. But since then, like I said, you've had Amazon, Walmart, Target, and who knows who else would be pulling their merchandise. So it may have gotten to the point where it was like, okay, we need to at least say that we are going to do this because they, I think that they may have thought that that was going to be enough by just saying we'll review the name. But as I just said, we saw that that wasn't enough. Like these different brands kept putting the pressure on them. So that could also be the case is that things didn't go quite as what they thought it would be. Um, so, I, I mean, those are the only things I could think of was why they would actually say, hey, we're changing the name. And that's it. Um, there's definitely some things going on, I think, in the background. Yeah. As uh, they put two uh, individuals that I felt that should have been on the uh, trash heap, on the trash heap, um, <laughs> I, I felt that uh, those guys were Bruce Allen guys, and um, maybe that's where all your leaking is coming from because they have flapping gums. Um, so now that those guys, I know people have their thing and think this is really bad, but I mean, honestly, they should have been gone a long time ago. I mean, these guys are right along with the other snake that you got out of there after you cut the grass. So if you're going to cut the grass and get the snakes out, get them all out. And they deserve to go. They were here too long. I heard that there's some additional news that should be coming out of Redskins Park. I say I heard as in other reporters are saying that there's other information and it's not all good. So I don't know if it has to do with those guys. I'm assuming probably... But to your point, maybe they were leaks. There's some additional information that we're still waiting on that doesn't have to do with the name, is my understanding. So that'll definitely be interesting. But like you said, you just have to clean house. And maybe they didn't see anything wrong with those two guys. And maybe they now realize, now that Rivera's been there some time, that they're not going to fall in line. He's like, hey, it's time to go. So no, I get that. There's some evaluation that has to be done, and I understand. But, uh, man, you know, like I said, when you cut the grass and you get rid of the snakes, you got to get them all out of there. You can't leave some hanging around hoping that they, you know, going to change because, you know, at the end of the day, a snake is a snake. And as much as he may like you and act like he likes you, he still bites in the end because he's a snake. Well, it sounds like they made some moves very quickly brought in the gentleman from Carolina. His name escapes me right now, but they yes. brought him in quick, fast, and in a hurry. So 
sounds like they were ready for that transition and had no problem doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I'm interested. I'm very interested to see um, how all this goes in the future. Um, they got a lot, of, a lot of work to do before the end of the season. And uh, if they're running into trademark issues, man, it's going to be a problem. But you know what? I don't even have a problem with them just saying, you know what? We'll work on it. And for now, we're just Washington. Right. They should have. I would agree with that. They should have had like something interim, like just call us the Washington football team, which is what everybody's doing anyway. And a lot of people pointed out how they sent out their press release on the Redskins letterhead. (laughs) So, you know, this isn't going as smoothly, but you also, I don't think we should expect it to go smoothly because this was not something that they plan to do. I mean, Ron Rivera said that they have been talking about a name change, but who knows like what the timeline was on that. Now their hand has been forced, and so they're essentially scrambling all over the place right now. So I don't think we're going to see this be a pretty process because it's really just coming together at lightning speed. It really is. And uh, we'll try to keep up with that lightning speed. Um that is all for our show, ladies and gentlemen. And it's been a pleasure having you guys with us. Uh, again, you want to get at us. Both of us love talking shop. Uh, Karita is, is awesome. Uh, like I said, she's our Swiss Army knife. Tell us where, or tell them where they can follow you at. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Karita C. Parts. And Karita is spelled C A R I T A. You can also check out my PR site if you're interested parkspr.com and my work is on sports journey and three point conversion that's it ladies and gentlemen so and you do you do want to follow her pr account it is very very informative and uh, for you ladies out there who are doing your own thing uh carrying your own load uh have your own business doing your own thing you're gonna get some great tips from that so i would encourage it you can follow me at not bland 21 not bland 21 on everything and we will talk to you guys soon this has been the breakdown amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com only four percent of universities in the u.s are r1 research institutions and temple university is one of them this means 100 percent of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit.